Yo, yo, yo. Welcome, everyone, to the latest edition of Wallet Talks Podcast. This is your boy, Jason Alexander, coming back at you, the Wallet Coach, in person. I am super, super excited. Yo, you guys, I know I've been away for a while, and you guys have been asking about it. What's going on? Listen, the break is over. We are back. Wallet Coach is back. Let's get to it. What you was thinking is probably like, yo, you guys have been away for a while. What happened? Like the break is over. And sadly, the break that we had for about two months, it looks like, was completely unexpected. We were not expecting this break. And I'm going to talk to you guys about some of the reasons why we were MIA for the last two months. Right. We're going to talk to you about some of the three reasons or three things that happened that caused us to have to step away for a bit and what we learned from those things. And I think it will help you because it gives a glimpse of, you know, get to know me better, my family, but also how we made decisions and made moves with our family and how it makes us a better steward. Because look, the ultimate goal, as it says in the podcast opening, is to be to have better conversations about money. Life is one of the engine or the fuel for um for our lives. If we don't have money, just let's be real. If you don't have money, you're not going to be able to live the life that you want to design. You'll be able to live, but it's not the life that you design for yourself. So there's money required to live the life that you are trying to create for yourself and live the life that you want. Nothing in this life is free. One of my pastors used to say, there's no free lunch out there. Not one. So we got to work for it. So hopefully this conversation allows you to get a glimpse on how we made decisions and where we are and, and how we're, I just to be honest, we're going to relaunch some things. This gave us a lot of time to think and to question our priorities, which is good because as I was telling my wife a couple of days ago, you know, I've been married for 10 years and the question was, are we the same from when we first married? We had the same goals. And I was like, you know, we probably don't. And I was like, wait a minute. We don't have the same goals. Is that a bad thing? Like, for real, like, you think that's a bad thing? You don't have the same goals as you did when you first got married? And I had to honestly say to her, I was like, I don't think it is. I think that we all evolve. And I think that growth is part of living. And the more you're resistant to growth, the more you will miss out on having a life that's more abundantly that God has promised us. You know, Jesus came to the earth and said, hey, I come to give you life and life more abundantly. So if we deny ourselves from being uncomfortable and to grow and to evolve, we are also denying ourselves on the back end that life abundantness, our fullest potential. So the specifically our conversation, and I'll get into the things why we had a MIA, while we were MIA for two two months. But the conversation that we went, we had that asked us to question what our goals were from year one to year ten 
our year one goals and our mindset regarding money was so much different than it is right now. When we first got married, you guys kind of know our story. We were way in debt, like student loan debt, credit card debt, housing debt, well, housing investment debt that was to the tune of oof, at least $118,000, a little bit more if you include the investment properties, which is 200 some thousand, I mean, another hundred some thousand dollars. So when we first got married, our goal was to get debt free. And we did. We got debt free. It took a lot of discipline, though. It took us two, two years and two months, two years and three months to something like that. Um, and it was a good journey. It was a good journey. Our mindset after becoming debt free was to remain debt free, eliminate debt. Don't talk to it. Don't speak to it. You're allergic to it. Do everything cash. And we did that. We did that for the first seven years of our marriage. It hasn't been really it hasn't been till the pandemic actually so the first eight years well we've been in the pandemic for two years and we're in 2022 when you listen to this and it wasn't till then wow i'm just thinking about this right now live it wasn't until we bought our first home together that we had to enter into new debt right and that was our first major debt which was our home but in the circles of the debt-free community, that's okay. That's that's a that's a that's fine. That's building an asset. That's acquiring an asset, and that's allowing you to uh, have a home. And you're going to pay someone. Might as well pay something that you can build own ownership in. And that's what we did. But in that, I'll be honest. I got the bug to kind of explore other opportunities to leverage debt. And that's a scary word to some people. Leveraging debt. Long story short, we're leveraging debt. We're using some credit cards. We're using um, loans to get the house repaired and things like that. But the quirk that we have to it is that all of this is budgeted for. We're using the other people's money for a short period of time so that we can earn different uh, other perks that we can then turn around and do some other things. But it, what if for us, it ultimately helps our financial lives be a little bit more fluid, take advantage of opportunities, but it's not for everybody. Our design, I'll get more into it in other podcasts, is really specific and it requires a different mindset. And like I said, I'll go to that mindset in another podcast, but it goes into a different mindset that, that requires us to uh, that that helps us not get in, get over leveraged and get into bad debt or get into a hole where we can't get out of. So I'll get into that. That's a little teaser for an upcoming podcast. But let me get to our topic of the day is the break is over. Why were we MIA the last two months? Well, people, the reason why we were MIA the last two months Ah, man, we really had some new responsibilities. Like there were some family dynamics that changed and I can't get too detailed with it, but one of them required me to be a caretaker 
another required me to um, step into a father figure role. And those two dynamics, taking on those two responsibilities, took away a lot of my time unexpectedly, but not in a bad way. It was good. I, I liked doing it. And I knew that that's what something God had called me to do to step into those moments that that was that there was a gap and stepping into that roles or those roles really gives me life. So what I can say is I'm I'm a part time caretaker for my grandmother. I'm a godfather that took in that is taking in for a period of time, my goddaughter uh, until this season is over. But those roles, I was, I, I, I won't say I was a little reluctant. I knew that it wouldn't be easy, but I had peace about each one of those things because I knew what it would do for the family and how it would bless the family, even though it might be a little hard on the front end. So that's one. The other one is during that same time period, and we're getting adjusted still for those two new responsibilities. The second one is our my nine to five picked up big time. My nine to five job picked up tremendously. It was so much work that it was stressful. Um, <laughs> so much so. Again, some other family dynamics was happening and falling apart, whatever, if you want to call it, that it affected my nine to five work. At the same time, I had to do more, more, had more responsibilities. Personally, I was given more responsibilities on the job that I honestly, at the time, did not handle well. I did not handle well. I did not do. I won't say I wouldn't. I didn't do my best. But I couldn't give them 100 percent of me because I was distracted. I was distracted on my family. However. God, through God's grace, oh, my gosh, his grace allowed us to still finish the project, still get it done with minimal damage or consequences or delays. So that's another one. So that lasted a month or two. That is that that assignment. And. And the third thing that caused us to kind of still have delays is we had to do some unexpected traveling because we had death in the family. Yep. Had death in the family. Um, but in that same season, man, some other opportunities came up where I, I was able to step up and on a different role at, at my local church and and able to. Um, just be able to bless my family in some different ways because of the, uh, of the nine to five, you know, that caused me to have more hours, but that also brought in more income, which I was able to bless my use on my family. So those family emergencies, and it's amazing how God blesses you. It's my family emergencies did cost money, but God had already made the provision, even though it was, it felt really hard, <laughs> really, really hard. It felt really hard anyway. And it was, Probably the most stressful time I've ever had in my adult life. God was using that hard season and preparing me to be in a position to help my family in this loss, this family loss. And it made it smooth. It was easy to make decisions 
because I had the resources set aside already. And I'll tell I'll have another podcast about this one, too. We had we have reached one of our financial goals of being six months of an emergency fund. We've built up six months worth of living expenses, bare minimum living expenses. And what that means is we've built up six months worth of housing payments, utility payments, transact, uh, um, food payments, um, not payments, but amounts and transportation costs. So we built up six months of housing costs, utility costs, transportation costs, and food costs. So if something happens, we, we're, we're okay. And anything above that, we're able to give and to be a blessing. And in this moment, we, it was not a hard decision to say, yeah, I'll, I'll go and travel and, you know, I can help pay for some things to, to get us there because it's important versus trying to figure out who, when we're going to still, who we win and how we're going to steal from Peter to pay Paul. We didn't have to do that. And that's a blessing. And, but a blessing came through some hardship, came through some tough time. I had, you know, some extra hours and stuff like that. So putting some extra hours at, in the nine and five. So those are reasons why we've kind of been MIA. I'm not proud of it because all that, all those new requirements and nine to five and emergencies and things like that caused me to neglect something that gives me life, which is this podcast. Y'all don't know. I like doing this podcast. I like speaking to you guys. I like sharing with you guys and I hope you like listening and I hope that what you hear is good and it helps you make better decisions with your money, wherever that is. And I'm going to take a break right now and say, yo, thank you guys. Shout out to everyone who has literally put in a review for us on Apple podcast. Like that really helps. And if you love our stuff and you want to support us, that's one of the great ways you can do that. Subscribe, Download our podcast, like literally download it, download episodes because that gives us matrix and leave comments and rate and rate us. So while we are away, I'm going to pull this up. I was unplanned. While it talks, I want to read some of those reviews that you guys left. And I was really, really happy that you guys did that. I was unexpected. I was scrolling through the other day and I was like, oh, wait a minute. We do got some reviews, right? So I was like, oh, I didn't know. I didn't know. So we have a five star rating in in Apple Music. And like recently in June, like really this last one, someone says our practical financial advice is the heading. This is from Rising Sun 1908. They says, this is one of the best financial podcasts out there. Jason and Tiffany offer practical finance, financial advice from a Christian perspective. They are funny and knowledgeable. Well, thank you. We appreciate that. And those are the kinds of things that kind of get me going, yo. Like, oh my gosh, this really means something. And this was posted on June 25th. This is not something that I solicited. This is during our break. You guys were listening and probably catching up on a lot of podcasts that you probably store up because we sent out to a certain group of people. You're in our if you are in our circle 
and you have solicited to us to get the podcast notifications sent directly to you. Right. And if you uh, you you probably have a a library of podcasts in your iPhone or in your text messages that you can go back and listen to. If you if you want that, I'm giving you an opportunity right now. Text us. Plug in text the word plug in to four seven zero. Six zero six eight nine four nine four seven zero six zero six eight nine four nine. Put the word plug in and we'll add you to our text distribution. And so you'll get a, an instant, instant notification of when our our podcast goes live so you can see it. Also, if you download the podcast, you'll get the notification as well and follow us. But this message, this review came in during our unexpected sabbatical. And I really, really appreciate it. Um, we have some more. I'll share those. We have nine ratings out here or we have more than nine, but we have some more comments in here that I have to look at. OK, here's another one. OK, Um Here's another one. This is one uh, is from Ray Nord. So um, she wrote, she writes, this shows gives a raw and real look at personal finance and how it affects your life and relationship. Glad to know I'm not the only one who's had financial wins, but also major mistakes. Highly recommended. Candid and delightful. Five stars. Thank you, Ray Nord. Thank you, guys. Man, like I said, the one way you can support us is by giving us the ratings, rating us on Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcast and leaving a comment, leaving us uh, some 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 words of encouragement. Right. So others can 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 buy into. And again, if you want to plug in, get text messages, other podcasts. So you can just click from your phone an easy way. Text the word plug in to 470-404. Oh, I'm sorry. 470-606-8949. Now that we've going back to our topic, now that we've I've shared with you why we were out, I want to let you know it changed our focus. As we noticed that we were out, because some actually one of you guys reached out to us was like, yo. I've been noticing I've been part of the people who are in our circle who get these notification and text messages. They was like, hey, I have they text us back. <laughs> you can text us and we'll respond. They text us back and say, hey, I haven't noticed uh, a, a link come through yet or whatever. And I need what happened. I say, like, hey, you know, we've taken an unexpected break. Sorry, we haven't got there. And it's like, man, I really miss it. I really enjoy you guys messages and please keep going. And you know what? We're answering that. We're going. We're keeping going. However, we're going to be shaking, shaking some things up because it made us give some give us some time to think about how we want to do this, what we want to do and how we're going to be like plugged in. Right. So. I've joined masterminds and gotten some education, been working on my personal development and so I can be a better husband, be a better business person, a better entrepreneur. And so it helped me to see, okay, this is what what do I really, really want? What is really wallet coach? Well, and some of these things that we're going to be focusing on now is not too different, but just how we do it. See, 
we're going to have the same objective, which is for the for the Wallet Talks podcast is to have better conversations about money, to make better decisions with our money so can, so that we can enjoy the fruits of our labor while being godly stewards of our money. That's that's the objective of this podcast. If you don't know now, you know what. So one of the things that helped me change my focus is I actually been reading this book. It's called Simple Money, Rich Life by Bob, Bob Lottick. It's called Simple Money, Rich Life, Bob Lottick. Simple Money, Rich Life, Achieve True Financial Freedom and Design a Life of Eternal Impact. Oh, my gosh. This is such a good book. I recommend it. I'm not getting any kind of endorsements from it. I should. But it's a really good book. Right. And in that book. It gives me ways to make money management a lot, lot simpler and to focus on being a real good, a better focus on being a good steward of the money that God gives me by make by helping me look at new metrics. Right. So I'm going to give you a tip right now. Like one of the metrics that it, it has me to look in a different way was net worth. Right. But really net worth is saying how much I'm worth. And that's not really that's my worth isn't made by my numbers. My worth in life is not does not come from how much how many assets I have, how much assets above my liabilities I have. My worth ultimately comes from God and what the Bible says about me and my personal relationship with God. So facts. I'm not worried about my net worth. What I am worried about and what this book helped me to realize is I should look at how I am managing the assets God has given me. So instead of saying net worth, use that same formula and just give it a new label. It is my assets under management. The assets God has given me which is my job and the income that I earn and whatever, however I use those resources to, to purchase new assets, all of those things, all those resources that he has given me, how am I managing those things? They should be in the positive, not in the negative. So Jason, what do you mean? How do you calculate that? Well, your assets minus your liabilities equals your net worth. Another way of saying it is what you own Minus what you owe equals a positive or negative number. If you have a positive number, that means you own more than you owe. If you have a negative number, you probably indicated that you you owe more than you actually own and you're in a deficit. A lot of people might be in a deficit. Everyone starts off with deficit. We me and my wife started off in a deficit. Right. We're probably plus 150, 150. Uh, K through our investments in four, 401ks and things like that. And our, our jobs and stuff like that. That's probably where we are. Well, that's probably, that's pretty much where we are. Um, and I'll talk more about 401ks and the, the recession that's what here or not here, but it, it really is here and how are we going to survive through it? Those will be other podcasts. What I'm trying to say is everyone started a negative. You start a negative or zero. 
The main goal is to say, okay, if you were in a negative position, don't get down on yourself. Don't say, oh, I'm a bad steward of my money. Just say, okay, I know how I need to improve. And your first goal is to probably break even. Get to zero. Get to zero, right? And start fresh, right? Where what you own minus what you owe is zero. It equals, it matches 100%. It's one to one. And then, to me, the way you make this internal impact is you start using your resources to to create more resources. It's kind of like what the Bible says. Your um, the Bible says. Be fruitful and multiply. So you start using your resources to make more resources allows you to create a greater impact into the kingdom of God. Sometimes to make a lasting internal impact, eternal impact. So, like I said, the focus hasn't changed. But for me, the focus of this podcast hasn't changed. But for me, Jason Alexander, the wallet coach. In our personal life, we're trying to make life, our money simple and have a rich life so that we can have internal impact. Um, One of the ways we're making life simple is making making things more automated. I kind of talked about that before in the podcast, making things more simpler, streamlined so that I don't have to put as much effort into it. Like I shouldn't be spending two hours trying to do a budget or a spending plan is that we call it. Not it isn't. We, we have a routine. We know the routine. We have set things in place. We might have some minor tweaks. There shouldn't be too many drastic changes from month to month from your spending plan. Like I said, I'll give you a, I give you our four our four step framework, our four part framework to a spending plan. First is P plan. P in the plan is pray and prepare before you spend. So when we are praying, preparing, it's just a small. It's it's giving us a vision of what we want to do for that for that month, and that really shouldn't change from our from our year uh, perspective, our year goals, our year objective our yearly objective right or that year's objective and so it should be added you know should be a stepping stone towards that so it shouldn't be too much different from the prior month second now you have now that you know that you got to prepare and and then you start spending and then you lay aside for for god and you first right you give your tithes i'm encouraging you guys start tithing give is so powerful i'll talk about that more in in future podcasts lay aside for you first lay aside lay aside for god in you first now you that's investing in your mind i started investing in my mind i I went to i've taken some challenges i just got off a tax-free wealth challenge i just got off i'm in i'm in a mastermind i'm i'm developing my mind and myself um we just hired some someone to help us declutter Helping, helping us to, to free ourselves and give us tips on how to be productive, right? You know, uh, taking care of our health, getting um, a juicer to, to help us eat healthier and eat, uh, drink, eat, you know, get, get those nutrients that comes from fruits and vegetables in us quicker and easier. Laying aside for God in you first. Right. Those things are first line. Those are first line items that are going to that our money is going to go to second or third. 
assign every remaining dollar a job because we don't want any dollar that comes into our hands to go unemployed. We want to employ every single money. There's a saying that money makes a horrible master, but a great servant. So if it's a great servant, make it serve us in the best possible way. So give it a job, give it a job, right? And the last thing, once you give it a job or set limits on what, what, what you want your money to do, the last, the last part of the framework is in never spend more than you have. You stay consistent. You stay within your means. You stay within the limits that you set. You honor the boundaries that you set for yourself. And then you execute, right? Well, you might think, oh, my boundaries are too, uh, you know, too tight. Yo, just be content with what you got. You might be, oh, they go on this vacation. Be content with what you got. Oh, they doing this and they doing that. Be content with what you got. Learn how to be a base in the bound in any season. Right. So. That's our four part framework so it's to create a spending plan, pray and prepare before you spend, take time to count the costs, get a vision, lay aside for God in you first, tithe and invest in yourself, assign every remaining dollar a job. Make sure no money is going is going unemployed. Your income minus your expenses should equal zero. They should match up one to one. And once you set those limits in the fourth part, never spend more than you have. So take that. Like I said, our objective and our focus on, on that teaching, teaching how to become financial uh, or good financial stewards has not changed and will not change. But something for you that's going to change is how we do the podcast. If you notice, I didn't do a topic of the day. If you notice, um, I didn't have any you know, transition music kind of just went into it. There's going to be some other changes that I'm excited to share, but we're still trying to work out some things. And also we're going to change on, we're going to change how we deliver our services and our service offerings. So those things are coming. Just be patient. I know I will make the announcement when the time is right. But just that's what happened during our break. We just got an opportunity to to look at things differently and to um, adjust accordingly. So that's what we've learned. That's what we are. And I hope that you see, man, this is going to be a great journey. And I hope that you join us in this journey as we grow and evolve and develop and so that we can have the rich life that we all want to have the life that God has called us to have, which is to have life and life more abundantly. But that doesn't happen until we make changes in ourselves. Right. Our saying is change your mind, change your wallet, change your life. So change your mindset and how you look at things. Make better decisions with your wallet then you can have the life that you wanted, that you've always designed or desired to have. All right, that's my time. This is your boy, Jason Alexander, the Wallet Coach, signing out. Peace.